You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me gente? Happy Friday, happy pre-Fourth of July up in this mother because today we're going to party hard, baby. We got an amazing CEO, but we also got my partner that's going to be co-piloting with me today. He is the co-host of the No Prize Podcast. He is also a co-host on what you're going to be able to see tonight at midnight. It's Drunken Chat, son. The one, the only, the ultimate investment person whether it's stocks or comics, the one, the only Chitlins Green. Hey, Pale, hey, Pale, time to open Abrila Botellas. Hey, salute, me, Mano. How you doing? Hey, every time there's something in my hand that's cold and wet, I'm all good. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, man, this is not Adam's show. You got to keep that a little bit on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing, my brother? You good? Man, you know, look, there's been a lot. This has been a really good month, a lot of good m- month for buying. So as long as you got the bread and we can got the, the patience to sit through some of this stuff, you are going to be in a good position, man. And I can't wait to see you, this next host because he was talking about some of this stuff earlier. And I actually took a look at it, man. It's got some huge potential. So if we can, let's, let's bring yeah, you're that not lying man about, on. Because, man. You know, homie over here. You know, he he's done things with cards. Now he got price charting. I mean, and when it comes to price charting, what what's dope about this? It's cards. It's gaming. It's comics. Yes. I mean, homies. And you know what's even crazier? It's free, folks. Shit. <clears throat> it's free. Oh my god. Um. So let me bring up the CEO, the founder of PriceCharting.com. The one, the only J J. Hendrix, Wepa, kiddo. welcome. Hello, to the thank you guys for podcast. that welcome. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I wish I knew to bring a drink. I uh, feel kind of empty-handed here. You telling me that lunchbox above your right shoulder doesn't have a bottle <laughs> or something in it? <laughs> That's emergencies only. Uh, <laughs> Crack if needed. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, kiddo, thank you so much for hanging out, man. When you guys reached out and I took a look at your website, I was like floored. And then I said, yo, today I had to hit up my, my, my big home and my partner, Lucas, over here, Chitlins, a.k.a. Chitlins. I'm like, yo, this is right up your alley, man. This is about investment, man. And, and oh, they're doing some amazing things on this. I can't wait to really dig into it. I want to bring up the website and start showing everything off. But before yeah, we man. get started on showing off all that great stuff, JJ, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Like, where, where are you from originally, and, and what was your first taste of fandom? Yeah, my I'm from Denver, Colorado. I live here now, and I was born here. Uh, pretty much lived in this general area most of my life. Uh, had uh, one year in Boston for college, and then one I'm year... I'm sorry, you had to do with yeah. the Red Sox fans? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. Uh, Yankees are more of a... Yeah, baby. Apparently, he knows me, Lucas. Cause that, that, not, not, now, I, now I love the guy even more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then lived one year in an RV as we traveled across the country. Uh, so You lived in that, an RV for a year? Yeah, yeah. We uh, took the kids and homeschooled and did a big loop across the country into Canada. And, what? Uh, That's what's up, that man. experience? That's what's up. 
it was pretty awesome. Definitely cool to see different parts of the country and see different things, going to big adventures every day, and uh, it was fun. Cool. So, JJ, I got I got to ask here because, you know, one of the first things I'll always love to know is the origins of the fandom and what kind yeah. of led you especially to lead in the direction you've led to. So what are the early origins of your fandom? Like, what did you first fall in love with and whom introduced it to you? Yeah. Uh, so I guess in terms of any sort of fandom, it would be video games. Uh, just growing up as a mm. kid, video games uh, sort of just played whenever I went to my friends' houses. We played. Uh, what was your old, first old, system? NES was the first system I ever played. <laughs> oh my uh, god! So we didn't we didn't have it at first. We'd have to go to friends' houses and play <laughs> uh, play Super Mario Brothers three over at Buddy's house, and then go and play uh, Contra at someone else's house. But Contra, uh, one of my it, favorites. I played that shit in the arcade, bro. Oh, I know. It's a great game, but the thing is, once you play it so many times, I got to the point where I could die, uh, finish the game, and I'd have more lives than I started with. So it's one of those that once you've me- once you've memorized everything, it's, uh, yeah. it sort of gets a little uh, the, bit older. Uh, but do you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I got the that doesn't happen and, uh, nowadays. Oh yeah, I think it's one of those things that a certain generation just has no idea what we're even talking about. They're just like, what? They just yeah, they have the no idea what that blowing is. But yeah, yeah, folks, we used to like when our game didn't work, we would just pull it back out and blow the dust off the chips and then put it back in, and all of a sudden it would work magically. <laughs> <laughs> we have magic breath. Hopefully, you didn't have hot breath because then it would melt the, the uh, chip. But hey, yeah, but that was, so yeah, playing NES games was probably the first uh, sort of exposure to. But I got into Super Nintendo and Genesis, and I was. A little bit more of a fanboy for the Genesis back in the and back in the day, and I yeah, uh, wow. definitely played uh, a lot more of that and sort of judged the people who were playing Super Nintendo at the time. But as I got <laughs> older, I've, I've understood that both had their pros and cons. Yes, uh, I'm a Dreamcast guy. I mean, I love my Nintendo. I, I mean, I'm from the Atari generation, eight bit. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've obviously dealt with a lot and to see how amazing it is now. But when I started really getting into it, one of my first systems was the Super, N- Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And obviously N64 and Dreamcast. And Dreamcast, I think, was is one of the most underrated systems ever. And I love to see that even nowadays there's a shop in New York City that still mm-hmm. makes actual CDs for the Dreamcast. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it had some great games. I remember playing Skies of Arcadia on the Dreamcast for the first time. And uh, it sort of blew my, way, blew my mind a little bit about like RPGs, and I'd played just the 8-bit Final Fantasy and stuff up until that point, so that was a, a great experience. Oh, yes. Spawn, that's a good one. Wow, really I didn't one. know they made a Spawn game out of Dreamcast. Complete, wow, baby. Complete. That's crazy. Oh, I even got the Japanese version of Marvel vs. Capcom. Well, well, let me let me ask you something, JJ. Freaking, yeah. uh, you know, since your geekdom kind of started around video games, was that did that have any type of bearing on you building your your app, your your website? Because even more, the last because two he's years, sports cards too. That's how yeah, because yeah, because in the last two years, the whole video game. I'm not talking about slabbing video games. Has we just jumped off crazy, man? So yeah. uh, how much how much bearing did it have on you? So yeah, the. Uh... Uh, I, so I started price charting with just video games about 15 years ago. I was uh, out of college. I started uh, selling games online on a, a website. Uh, so I was keeping track of what all these games were worth just for my own, own own needs so I could buy and sell it for the right prices. And then at one point, me and my brother uh, decided well, maybe we, other people want this information too. That's so Michael, right? Michael yeah, Michael, yep. Uh, yeah, big shout out charting. to Big Mike. <laughs> 
he's he's no longer working with the company, but he was definitely a pivotal part of it, starting off and uh, uh, getting off on the right foot. But yeah, so it started with with video games and made that data public, and people really liked it, and collectors got into it, other retail stores got into it, uh, and then I was still doing price charting half time with the online retail, and then when I shut that down, I just do price charting full time. I was able to expand into sports cards and trading cards like Pokemon and then comic books and sort of expanded into other collectibles that like Pokemon is the next one because my kids collected Pokemon and I, I right, played right, right, the right. RPGs and stuff as a kid and we got into Pokemon Go and it just, it seemed like the next extension and then it sort of expanded. JJ, I got to ask, um, were you beating your kids' butts in the RPGs, you know, giving them <laughs> life lessons or, or were you being a soft daddy? Uh, we would, yeah, I, I would definitely make sure they knew that I could beat them uh, if I needed to, <laughs> but I would be gentle. I love that. Uh, make it fun as well. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to beat them, right? Because the time for saying video games is a kid's thing is over, right? Because oh, yeah. now you're able to make a lot of money off of some of the old antique video games. The new video games is like a huge, huge thing. And at my local college, my local college out here in the mountains, they have a um, a video game league team. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. You're telling me kids can get scholarships off of playing video games nowadays, just like football? That's that's crazy to me, man. Yeah. Well, I, I figured that the time would come when they can beat me at stuff, so I shouldn't uh, bring that earlier than it needs to be. But they can definitely destroy me at any first-person shooter like Fortnite or any sort of a shooter game. Uh, right. So I, I can still beat them at any retro sort of a game. But the... Uh, <laughs> It's already starting to happen with with a few of the genres. So, you know what? Doesn't that suck? Because I remember when I had my uh, uh, N64, I used to beat my daughter's ass in Mario Kart. I mean, mm-hmm. bad. I mean, really bad. Yeah, yeah. And then there came the day <laughs> <laughs> that she beat my ass like in a really ridiculous way. I was like, yo, uh... and she just looks at me. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> The Mario Kart stuff, it has that the, the shell is that that equalizer, that spiky shell that even you could be dominating, destroying them, and they get that one spiky shell hit. That one shell, it's like it's totally worth it. I just destroyed dad. Yeah, it's, oh, absolutely. Uh, That's how she went past me. So you guessed a whole strategy. Oh, she was yeah. like, she was begging, like praying to the gods, let me get the goddamn red <laughs> spike shell so I could take this MFR out of the way so I could be in the front. And that's what she would wait for, which is funny. And I still got all of those, and I can't wait to start digging into value on those because your website is dope. I mean, you're covering games, you're covering trading cards and sports cards, and now you're even doing comics. But the cool shit about how you do comics, though, is that we could take a picture of a comic and instantly see it. I mean, yo, talk to me, bro. What are the early origins of price charting, and why go that route with pictures and all that? I mean, what wh- what kind of really enticed you to show people value, and, and then obviously you know build it onto different genres? Yeah, I think that as I had launched it with the the video games uh, uh, like 15 years ago, and people started liking it. A lot of collectors initially, and then retail stores asking about different features so they can integrate it into their uh, their point of sale system, a lot of independent game stores integrate with price charting and use it like on a daily basis. Uh, but as you sort of got lots of traction with that, people then would say, you know what, my store sells uh, trading cards uh, now. Can you guys start pricing that? Or my store, uh, I have a store that sells comics, or I sell on eBay, I also sell a bunch of other collectibles. So was this was all a, locally, though, when you were bringing it up? Locally? Uh, 
No, it was all uh, all online sort of stuff. Wow. We track of the nice. eBay sales and all these different stores were generally speaking were uh, physical stores. And then they also had some eBay sellers and stuff that, that definitely do it. But it was sort of all over the country, nationwide, sort of a, a thing. But the uh, as people used it and said they kept track of other collectibles. You know what? I I collect video games, but I also have comics or I do uh, trading cards or sports cards, whatever it happens to be that people are just asking about it. Uh, and we then looked into how we can expand and that Pokemon was the one we did next because uh, my kids kids played and I played a lot with the RPGs back in the day. Uh, and it's also a smaller subset versus sports cards. There's millions and millions of those. So it was kind of a daunting task to, uh, to do that. But let me tell you, uh, I wish I still had my 90s sports cards because I had hella rookies. I even had that. I had a complete set of the first, uh, what was it, score football yeah. cards. Yeah. And you know that that first year had hella amazing rookies, man. I'm like, oh, yeah. Some of those first ones for the, the brands are definitely the, the best ones. The, oh, the problem with those sports cards is I think, uh, me included, thought that in the 80s that we were going to be rich collecting all these cards. And I had my Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. And I was like, this is Ah, he's a Ken Griffey. I remember, I remember yeah. the upper deck with him holding his back, okay. right? <laughs> yeah. But it's worth like five bucks now. And it's been... What I mean, about the Billy Ripken? Versus back in the 80s, the 60s and 70s. Yo, no one else is doing it. So they're rare, but... I remember one of the most controversial cards from back in that day, especially in that set, was the JJ... Uh, well, I mean, the Billy Ripken with the, um, uh, with the FU on the bottom yeah. of the back. Okay. Is that yeah. still hold any value? Uh, I don't know that specific one. Definitely the, the ones that have like a, a reprint because of an error or something was caught like that, like the the guy's, uh, I don't know, something on the back of the card was wrong or something like that. His uniform oh. had something. Oh, no, this guy Those, literally had yeah. F you oh, on yeah, the yeah. bottom of Both. his back. I don't talk about <laughs> just Those ones, then they sort of fix it later on and like, let's yeah. print it again without that on it. Those ones can be, uh, can be oh, valuable. Really? I don't know if that right. card they wanna, did reprint it, but. Right, you want to know the, right, you want to know the, you want to know the most valuable error card that's out there right now? What is yeah. it? Oh my it's God, the Star God. Wars C-3PO penis. What? Is like yeah. a penis on the C-3PO? Yes. What? Really? Yeah. He that. has a golden yeah. werewolf role. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they they tried to explain it over the years. He has the well, minus touch. Hey. Yeah. They say well. They say yeah. The camera had just uh, caught him, you know, while he was moving, and the metal was kind of falling off, and then it just kind of looks like it. And they're like, no, 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 because there's some people out there. They're like, no, there's no way that can happen. No you way. Know, there was something he, with the costume. Yeah. Yeah, the C3PO condom on, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. the same <laughs> color. <laughs> How does that make? Yo, Lucas, you blow my mind. The printing process without even noticing it. They did it on purpose. For co- uh, he was a collector. Exactly. He goes, yo. Uh, if we let out a few of these, <laughs> you know what? It was, it, I, I think Chitlin was involved in the printing process. Oh man, I was, I was just, man, I was just a glint in my my father's wheels when that. Oh know, man, neither, bro. <laughs> Yo, Chitlin's let out the force on that one. That's what happened. So before you started price charting, though, you were doing other things, specifically in the sports cards universe. So what I want to really know, especially from an entrepreneurial perspective, what really led you to go that narrative, go that way. Uh, so it's the, so in college I had, was a freshman year, eBay had sort of just started and I was selling, uh, decided I'd try and sell some video games. It was like Sega Genesis system. So like, I'm going to try and buy something and sell on eBay, see if I can make some money. Uh, and it turned out that I, I made a pretty good amount of money reselling it. Uh, so then I decided to, okay, keep on doing that. And then that worked out pretty well, just selling stuff on eBay. And then decided, you know what, I'm going to try to make my own website, uh, and make my own website to nice. sell all the stuff. But it's just sort of a organic natural thing i had no, no business plan or anything set up but 
I had a, a business background. Welcome to the world of entrepreneurs. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. I think it's sort of like, yeah, just try stuff and uh, keep on working at it and see what hits, see what, what people it. like. Like with price charting, we've definitely have changed over the years and adjusted things. And uh, anything we have is sort of this mindset of it's not like finalized now. It's always an iteration. Like keep on fixing it, keep on adding new features, keep on so, improving it. And uh, I think a lot of the time the users, we've gotten to a spot now where people really like what we have, but JJ, there's always man. room to improve. And to, what was uh, that learning curve like, though? Because here you are, you're, you're yeah. building a website, especially on, on this investment end. I'm not going to use the S word because Lucas told me don't ever use that word. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to use the S word, but when it comes to you know alternate investments, yeah. the, the, the other AI, <laughs> um, you know, what really led you to that? Why, why did you feel that was important? Um, I think I, I didn't really think of it as an investment at the time. I think that that like 15 years ago with video games, I, I thought of it just as like a fun thing to buy and, and sell and a th- fun thing to play. And I think that the Ken Griffey Jr. card, like in my, when I was in 80s, <laughs> thought that was like an investment. But I think because we'd already sort of seen a bunch of expensive uh, sports cards. But I think yeah. with video games, it was just like, this is just something to, to play and to use. But I think then as sort of as the market has adjusted and changed and people have this nostalgia and get into collecting, I think that it uh, I sort of I've seen that. But I think the biggest thing, I think, is to see that that nostalgia effect and that collecting thing doesn't happen for a while. It takes it's like people who are kids aren't going to be necessarily investing a bunch of money in their their games. They just don't have much money to spend. They're buying it stuff just to play. But 20 years later, after college, they get their first job. They have this nostalgia. <laughs> they got all this money to spend on these action figures and comic yeah. books and sports cards. JJ, I'm about to blow your mind. Here goes that specific ca- I had this card. Look what this person is selling it for. They're oh, my crack. gosh, yeah. They're on crack. They're on yeah, crack. <laughs> and, and that's why. 70 racks, bro. What yeah. are you, 100 pristine rating? Like, what in the hell is this? What are they talking about? Well, that's about? why, I mean, that's why JJ's uh, website is so important to set the set the yes. market straight. A, re- right? a real standard. Yeah, and definitely. There's a lot you? of people who, uh, before, they were just sort of just, well, I'm not sure if this is a good deal or not. And I think it, it adds some transparency to the marketplace so people can make those investments, make those decisions How do you with do that, JJ? You know, is there an algorithm you follow or something? Because, again, here we have somebody from 89 trying to sell this very same car that I had in my hand, 70 racks. I mean, shit, I could buy a – I could buy – I could put a down payment on a house with that. I mean, yeah. what's popping? Yeah, so the, the – the, I give you some – the long answer, the short answer, whatever sort of in between. But I'll start off with the short one. You can ask for details. But basically, we keep track of every – card and video game and every collectible that's sold on ebay and then we'll try to then parse it out to see what product is that what condition was that kick out the junk but it's only the sold data it's not like someone who just crazy guy who lists something for seventy thousand dollars we want a buyer and a seller to both agree this is the price we're going to make a transaction because then it actually is like a, a market price versus just people who the buyer always wants the value to be less the seller always wants it to be more so we have one that actually they agreed and there was an actual sale so all the values are based on actual sales. How did you figure that out, bro, to, to kind of uh, work the algorithm that way? Uh, it's lots of tweaking, I guess. It's sort of like you have a finance, <laughs> finance background. Uh, you have all your hair, so I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess the finance background, I guess, helped him somewhat. But I think it was sort of a, all right, we tried, like, averages, and there'd be outliers and tried all these different uh, scenarios. But we sort of came up with an algorithm that does a really good job of, 
keeping track of the the value as it changes. The, so the problem with collectibles is they're not as fluid like, as like a stock that's being sold, bought and exactly. sold thousands of times in a day. And each one is slightly different. Uh, so we have to sort of keep track of the outliers, the how often it's sold. It might be, let's say the last 30 sales might've been over the course of, I don't know, a year or it could have been like six oh, wow. months. But sometimes the price is increasing a lot so that older sale might not be as high as that newer sale. Is that actual market trends or what? So we have to sort of be able to decide all of that factor in, but we, uh, I think we have a really good spot in terms of here's what the value is now based on the, uh, right. the current sales data, that, 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 the current sales data that we have available. So right. Lucas, how do you feel about that? Cause I know you're oh, a big yeah. guy in the investment. So, you know, talk about, you know, your experience and, uh, you know, and perusing the site and, you know, let JJ know what's up there. Yeah. Right. So, you know, <clears throat> you know, thank you for building the site, right? Because the only other resource that we had prior to this was, um, you know, you had to go into the searches for eBay, do the freaking clicking around for the sold and everything. Yeah. I hope that the information was correct. <laughs> then there was, then there was go collect, but then they went over to the dark side and they freaking tried to make money off of very bad, freaking bad data. Um, and I think that it was because they were pulling a lot of their API data from uh, some of the eBay and eBay say, no, we are going to make money on our own. Uh, through an app called Terra Terra Peak Research. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, Terra Peak, yes. Right, but the problem with Terra Peak is, you know, it's only really worth it for you if you're like a heavy freaking volume seller. Um, you're always on it and everything. But for this, even though there is a subscription for some of the higher end and some of the niche things, um, just as a a front facing thing where I could just punch in anything and I can see some of the data, that's that's huge, right? Um, so. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna let you go ahead and explain on it on your own, JJ. What is the difference in between something like price charting, which is excellent, and and Terapeak? Yeah, I think the biggest is is gonna be the price. Obviously, the Terapeak. I forget the actual price now. But I think it's like four hundred dollars or something for for people to access. And like you're saying that that's only really what only makes sense for they charge. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You're fucking well, with me. They're charging four hundred dollars for people to even just take a peek. It, it's been a while since I looked at the pricing scheme, but yeah, I think it, it's yeah. definitely a, a high end. They're aiming at the, oh, the wow. retailers rather than the like the general user. Oh uh, wow! So it, it it is definitely much more expensive than free. And ours, even like the premium subscription, we have one that's six dollars for just people a collector who wants to access certain features. But ninety nine percent of our users use it for free, and uh, it works for them, and that's great. And uh, we make some money off of some advertising and affiliate revenue and stuff. Uh, so we want to sort of find ways to be able to monetize the site and pay for it and keep the servers running, but well, not make it where everyone has to be paying a bunch of money. So uh, what's the difference for that 1% out of the 99 that, that are doing the premium features? And what, what's an example of a premium feature? Yeah. Charting? So we'll have, so a lot of, let's say, uh, collectors who are buying and selling uh, to, re to resell or just buying and selling larger lots. We have some tools like one called the lot value calculator that people can really quickly just type in uh, what they have and it'll keep on adding up a value, like a whole, say, let's say 50 items. Here's what the total value of those 50 items is. <clears throat> and if you're free, it's limited to 10 items at a time. But if you're uh, paying the subscription, it's uh, it's unlimited. So people can, who are buying a lot, will use that. Uh, same thing with, we have one called the eBay lot bot that'll basically search eBay for every video game out there uh, in, in every video game lot, <clears throat> find out what games are listed and tell you the value of this lot. So someone who wants to buy and sell can see 
what the uh, what the value is. But yeah, the, I think you see on the site. These are all the sort of different features Woo! Uh, that people can that. have. But uh, we we try to make it so it's a compelling enough. People can just stay and use it for free. If they register, they don't get any ads, which is nice, and they can keep track of their collection. But then the, right. the collector's features are just sort of extra bonuses for people who are a little yeah. bit more hard. I mean, for $6 a month, that's so cheap to, to keep track. I mean, I, I've seen other platforms. and Look at the <clears throat> access you have here. This is awesome. Yeah, and then we have yeah, the retail tier is much more focused on people who are having like a point-of-sale system who are buying and selling a lot, but it's, it's yeah. still a lot you're, cheaper. You're talking charity. to Chitlins. He's a retailer. I'm sure he has yeah. a question on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, if you know what the stuff is, it kind of speaks for itself, right? Um, you know, whether, whether it be the uh, the collection profit cost chart, that's that's going to be huge because, and I'm talking about within the $6 range, uh, a lot of value calculators, a lot of value automators, um, grading, recommendations i'm gonna i'm gonna have to freaking dig into that and see what that's all about yeah that one's for service yeah, trading cards sports cards it'll tell you like all right this you have this card ungraded if you were to get it graded psa 10 it's worth this Ooh. dollar amount but it sort of gives you like some recommendations look through your cards uh decide which you, ones might you be guys really are killing me you goes psa i grew up in the 90s when i was buying all these cards we didn't have all that i was but i remember i i knew this dominican kid when I went to the supermarket in Queens and he went to a comic book shop that was selling cards and he was opening up some upper decks and he found some very rare Jordans at the time. This is how many years ago it was. He was still playing. And the shop was like, yo, I'll give you a thousand right now. And this homie would look at the store owner and be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, you crazy, big Tony. Hey, yo, yo, bro, this is going to be worth a lot more. And I love that. You know what I mean? Because people know value when they see it. And especially the way you dictate it. So I want to, uh, Lucas, go up a little bit. So we have visitor, registered free, collector $6, retailer 49 So for free, a visitor will get price searches. So, I mean, I could get that those bad boys on my phone and, and check what the value of a book is if, I, if I'm at a con. Yeah. And I also heard JJ. Because this is the shit that turned me on, boy. I heard you could t- snap a picture of a book and search by photo. Is this true? Yeah. Yeah. So any comic book or Pokemon card, you can uh, search with the photo. So the basically like all these comic books, there's so many different variants or there's different ones that are super old. That it's kind of hard to tell which ones you have uh, right off the bat. So we add where you can basically yeah, take a photo of what you have or a uh, our bots will look up to find out, match it up with a product, and then show you, okay, here's what comic book we think it is. It'll show you the top five recommendations because sometimes there's different printings and whatnot. But generally speaking, the top result is uh, is the result that uh, it actually matches right. up. So people can, if they're going to a shop, they happen to be in a store at a Comic-Con or whatever it is, they can quickly find out what's this comic worth uh, and oh, before they make dope. purchase. That is really you got, Yeah, you got to understand how, why that's crazy because – Sure, there's a bunch of apps out there that do it for trading cards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But for you to do it for cards, for Pokemon comics, cards, yeah, so, Pokemon cards, Pokemon. sports cards, and comics, Oof. that's crazy, right? This, because sports cards when, hasn't launched yet. Just want to make sure that's clear. But oh, it hasn't launched yet. Well, so but the, but the did you have your photos. sports cards before? Before the sports before cards photos this? hasn't launched yet. We have values for okay. sports cards, but you can't search by photo with sports cards yet. 
So you're going to okay. do that, though? He goes, yeah. You see these guys? He's teasing. <laughs> AJ's teasing. He goes, yeah. What, what about what about comics? Can you do it for comics now? Yeah, comic, comics is live on the okay. site right now. You could uh, you could do that. Any, any user on their phone, on their computer. We have a bunch of people who have, like, the webcam set up, and they'll just use the webcam to scan a whole stack full of stuff on their and the webcam is uh, you know why that's crazy. Right? Yeah, you know why that's crazy. Right? Is because uh, so there's this app right now called Whatnot. I'm pretty sure you're, uh-huh. you're familiar with it, yep. right? Um, and one of the biggest things is there's a time clock, right? Where you gotta freaking like, something comes up, and you gotta and you I, hey, I think it, I like it. I want to buy me. it. Teach yeah. me, chillins. What yeah. do you mean time clock? I have a limited yeah. time to buy it. Yes, right. Oh. Right, so right, and then you're you got a limited time before the the seller goes on to something else, right? And then not only are you against the clock, but you're also against the uh, the other people in there that might might want to um, buy that auction, right? Mm-hmm. So you got you got to be on it, and you're like, and you're not sure. Sometimes you're not sure if it's worth anything or not, right? Or if the first whatever they got it up for is too much. So you're telling me I could take my break out my phone real quick, probably sh- aim it at my screen, yeah. And then freaking get a value back. Yeah, it'll and tell then, you, uh, it'll match it up. Conventions will never be seconds. the same again. They will not. <laughs> they will not. Because there's no other there's no other resources that I think of that I would trust that I could probably do a comic book scanning thing and freaking get a value back. There's nothing else. There, there's certain ones that'll tell you kind of what they think the comic book is, but one that uh, can go in and re- get a return on value. Mm-mm. So, yeah, Jay-Z, right what made you go that route, though? What, what what made you think, okay, so let people take a picture in order to identify value? Yeah. And, and, can I, and can identify value between a newsstand and a direct edition? Because, you know, I know that newsstand has the barcodes, direct yeah. editions don't. So how do you differentiate between the two? So the, uh, the I guess the reason was uh, partly my own needs and partly users, but people would say like, so a lot of people come to the site and they're like, all right, my son has uh, um, this whole binder full of Pokemon cards and I don't know what they are. I'm trying to find out because he's off in college and I'm going to clean house or whatever. So they, didn't know what, they didn't know what it was. He ain't so home, so I'm going to sell this shit home. Oh yeah, totally. They, I think that's <laughs> the biggest reasons people get their stuff uh, is either marriage, kids, or they go to college. So are you telling stuff. me that when my mom when I was in school, my mom was trying to sell my shit. On Probably home. so, yeah. <laughs> she was putting everybody good value Damn, for it. Damn, mommy, you owe me some money, man. I know you gave me life, but you owe me some. <laughs> but no, so yeah, people would say, I have no idea what this is. How do I find out? And we would sort of explain to them how they can identify Pokemon cards. But we decided, you know, it's easier if they just could just search with the Pokemon, like a picture, because everyone has the phone. That's dope. They don't, need to, they don't need to expert themselves. They just need to find out the value. And then people who are hardcore and want to just do tons of them, really fast that can be faster sometimes to do with a photo nice. and then with comic books it was kind of the same but also my own is that i have not been as a diehard collector of comics as uh, as other sort of genres and other collectibles okay. but as i was getting into it more and more i was like man there's all these variants and i can't tell which one is which and this one says it's version d and this one's version e and each side is sort of different so instead of trying to do that and you have to try to find out which one you have is just take a photo of it and we'll match it up so that then you can find out right then and match it instead of having to look through a list of like 20 photos to find the variant. Uh, and then also like with older ones, like the four color comics is, is something that's hard to just even know because Ooh. there's not enough information on the front to identify what, which comic book it is. So look right. at this, look, look at this folks, this sample that, that, that the almighty chitlins has put up on screen. I mean, right. look at this. So you get the issue, the publisher 
and, and different values, raw and even graded. So are you even getting these grading values from um, eBay or are you using the CGC or whatever other grading platforms there are to come to a median? So we get uh, the values directly from eBay sales, actual transaction okay. data. Uh, the population reports, as you can sort of see on, on right there on the screen, that'll come from CGC for uh, for comic books, so they can see the population yeah. reports. This, that's, uh, that's 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 fucking ridiculous. Look at this. This this is fucking ridiculous, man. Fuck you, man. Get the fuck out of here. Look at this shit. <laughs> Look at this shit. And he's giving this shit away for free. The fuck, man. Whoa. The fuck. Look, raw. Three, uh, 4.0, 4.0, 6.0, 8.0, right? And then, oh, the, that's, that's yeah. crazy. And then, wow. and then here, here's, here, so, and then, you know, during the drunken chat, I love freaking right. braiding people. Look, he's even got the time, the, the dates of when the shit, the shit freaking hit Yes. Off. So how important is that, you know, within the uh, price charting, uh, you know, family, you know, that date? Because here we are, we have on a flat line, then all of a sudden, after May, going into June, oh, my God. So, you know, again, I know you said eBay data, but how do you, just an individual, kind of really take that in yeah. as an entrepreneur? So, so this particular one, that we didn't have any pricing data until May, and then we sort of had that the June price point. Uh, uh, this one, it wasn't like it was just shot up in value all of a sudden. It was just that it wasn't you, It wasn't readily available, available. et cetera. Okay. But the... If you look at, like, let's say an Amazing com- amazing Spider-Man comic, some of the older ones, you can sort of see how prices have adjusted, and we have a longer history. But if actually you look at that and be like, all right, here's what this is worth ungraded. I have an ungraded copy, and you could then decide, okay, if I get it graded and I have to pay whatever, $50 fee or $100 fee, is it going to be worth the extra money if I think it's a 9.2 or if it's a 9.8? And you have crazy. to sort of self-assess that. But you can sort of make those decisions. And the same thing is if you're, uh, the prices are going up and up and up, you can be like, oh, I better buy now, or I should sell mine now because I think it's going too high. You guys are killing me, and I'm happy my wife is not watching <clears> this because she would be like, uh, we could have had our house out. Like, what are you doing? And, <laughs> and when it comes to this raw, which means unslab, I mean, where does that value come from then? Is that also an eBay value? Yeah, so that'll be just someone who sells wow. it. It hasn't been graded. Uh, and the the newer comics, they'll be usually generally more sales. So if you click on the... the uh, that raw sold listings uh, tab, the one, yeah. So that'll be oh, the actual sales okay. that we use to calculate this data. And those ones are ones that shouldn't be graded. They should all have uh, uh, just be just, just sold. And then yes. because this one's a newer comic, cool. it might not have actually sold, hasn't actually been graded and resold yet. Uh, so if you were to click on some of those other tabs for like the 4.0 and the 6.0. Yeah, go up, Lucas. Let me see. Let let us see what's popping but, here. That 4.0. Yeah. Oh, so look probably at that. because if you look yeah, at the population up, report, yeah. there's no comics that have been graded 4.0, and this is a new comic. So it's probably unless someone took it out and like ripped it up and then tried to send it to PSA, they're not going to be any 4.0s. <laughs> Who would do that? Let me break yeah. this comic and send it in for for grading. Oh no, yeah, Nick so Hart. In reality, Nick Hart. there's aren't going <laughs> to oh, be those sales. <laughs> Shout out but, to yeah. Nick, you dirty bastard. Yeah. But we can uh, we sort of can calculate with our algorithm based on how old this comic oh. is and other sales data. Here's what it would sell for, we think, if it was a 4.0 or a 6.0, even if we I haven't see, actually got any sales data yet. So when you first get a comic, you can sort of decide, okay, if I did get this sent in, should I or should I not? Uh, but most of the time, the data is based on actual sales. This is one of the only times when we'll try to sort of give a, a – a, a, more rough calculation just because it provides lots of value to people to know if they should send so, in their comics or their cards. So, JJ, I got to ask here, did you expect this type of thing to really be going on? 
you know what I mean? This type of uh, investment, you know, learning, if you will, for, yeah, for, for collectibles. I, I, I didn't expect it to be as big. I think that COVID definitely, for video games, and I think with Pokemon, made a huge difference in terms of people getting into that, uh, alternative investments, and in terms of getting into collectibles and all these sort of stay-at-home hobbies. Uh, I think comics has been at it for a longer time, like mm-hmm. Lucas had mentioned, but I think it's just one of those that I think people are looking for other places to to spend money and maybe something that provides more value than just like a just an investment like video games or comics. You sort of have it. You have the story behind it. You can tell people and show it off versus like you have a stock and you'd be like, yeah, I, I own some IBM. But it's not quite <laughs> as exciting as like, you see, I have Action Comics number one or something. I think just sort of is a more of a I think yeah. with the alternative investments yeah. has some other value to it besides yeah. just the, the investment. Yeah, because I know you mentioned, I mean, Spider-Man, he's a great example of, you know, Raw 6.0, 8.0, I mean, obviously out of my lane, but I mean, Spider-Man number one, but, you know, a, a, a Spider-Man even 300, which I had, at, and I hate seeing these numbers because I'm about to catch a stroke of somebody <laughs> catch me, please, but I mean, look at this, uh, yeah. uh, amazing, yo, I mean, the uh, first carnage I had, oh my God. Dodgy, don't 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 catch a conniption now. But look at this stuff, crazy folks. Look at what a beautiful website. And again, you have access to this at no cost. But obviously, if you want more detail, you know, you know, you spent sp- very little. You know, the cost of a couple of coffees in a week for for a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uber yeah, we- cheap, but but something that you could use when you go to a con. Because I know. Yo, JJ, I needed this in my life earlier. <laughs> I needed this in my life earlier. I really needed to go to these cons. Cause I, I, I'm a good gem picker. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Chillis, put it up closer. No, no, no. So what I'm doing is because I, I was clicking around and it's got that UPC joint. And all of a sudden, it's kind of trying to scan the shit out of my freaking comics in my background. <laughs> oh, so I'm trying that. to see how it works. Yeah, it's it's just freaking like it's trying to hone Ooh, in on that. Oh, look at that Naomi. That's yeah. the number one, bro. Yeah, that's Woo! the number one. It's Although trying... it got canceled by CW. Fuck you, CW, for not believing in minority. <laughs> you know I mean? at least, yeah, at least they you know, at least they gave it a chance, man. But yeah, they did though. You know, yeah. shout out to Brian Michael I'm Bendis a... for creating yeah, my to... Yeah, I'm gonna have to mess around with the leader, but it was it was because I got this the, the Hulk one eighty one in the back and I'm trying to hone in on that, but it's too What? Far. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. Oh damn, Lucas. Uh you don't want me to play around the house. Bro. <laughs> oh, you can come over, but you ain't never gonna leave. Leave, try to leave with the raw shit. Oh shit! Yeah, Lucas says, "Yeah, he's gonna pat me down like he, like he was the the feds at the border." You know what I mean? Orderly, 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 orderly. Oh, wait a minute, you Puerto Rican bastard! You hold on before you leave my house. <laughs> I, hey, I pat down my kids too, man. Freaking. Oh I, damn, I but poor kids. Every, every day before they go to school, hold up. You got to, man, because hey, kids, we try to bring uh, bring weird toys and everything to the class, and then so they Jay, get trouble, you got so. kids, and uh, and did you see your price points for on to sell goodies? Yeah, we have. I have uh, three kids. Uh, three two boys Look and a girl. You, bro. Where am I? They uh, they're super into the uh, uh, Pokemon breaking packs, so they'll go to the store and find packs and open them up. Check the website, see if they got any uh, any really good so. stuff. Be honest with me, JJ. Yeah. When they get some real good stuff, do you be like, "Let me hold this for a second"? <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it safe for you guys. <laughs> no, I, uh, I have enough of my own sort of good stuff. I don't have to steal theirs, but uh, I definitely get excited. That's not for them. stealing. You're borrowing. <laughs> yeah. You're a parent. You pay for all their life. Damn it. That's true. I you might pay for college. 
<laughs> yo, yo, check this part out, man. Freaking, I'm in the uh, hot, hot oh, comic book section. Oh, what is this about? Oh, JJ, talk to us about this hot comics. Yeah, so it's a it's a newer one for the comics, but uh, basically you will you'll be able to sort the comics to see which ones increased in price the most versus last time uh, we kept track of the price. So you can see oh. ones that maybe had the uh, yeah. Some look big at that Blue Beetle, nineteen forty two. My God, yeah. that's not Jaime, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then wow. other times it'll be ones that maybe there is a. Uh, it also helps us to find like uh, bad sales data. So sometimes. Our, our system, we have, we're keeping track of millions of sales on the site. We, I think we have yeah, uh, every day, it's like 200,000 sales that Yo, get added bro. to the database. But we want to try and find ones that maybe have uh, some, some mistakes in there. So we will be able to use that also to find. Here's That's this one. Crazy. It's gone up in price a lot. Let's correct that because it wasn't actually a legitimate sale. Someone listed it wrong or maybe it was five different comics instead of just one or something like that. But uh, it's a good way for people to find comics that are maybe on the move. Uh JJ, man, I have to ask here, man, because, you know, uh, this is impossible for one person to do. Do you have a team? And and if so, how did you even put them together? And how did you guys work together collaboratively to make this website as awesome as it is? Yeah. So we have uh, two people who are like full time, I guess, with co-owners and uh, and staff. Uh, And then I do all the, the coding stuff at this point. And we have then a team of uh, everyone's remote, a team of people who also help with data entry and uh, data cleaning, stuff like that. So they will, we have some tools in place that, let's say an eBay sale comes through and uh, it's a really, really high price. It'll sort of automatically flag that sale for us to review to make sure, is that Ooh. legit or is this like... How do you do that, bro? Look at this guy. This guy is like a technical genius here. So <laughs> how, how do you get those flags that, you know, in order to make changes accordingly? Yeah, uh there's sort of a whole host. I can't give away the secret sauce, but effectively... Don't give me like, the sauce, but just give me some ideas. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> is, is this price really, really far out of the normal? Is there certain like words in the title that might give us a clue that it's uh, oh, maybe a su- su- suspect it. sort of listing? Uh, things like that. That can We have like a whole rating oh. system, and then we have uh, people who can look through it. And even users can look through a lot of those and find out, like help us. So let's say they're looking through the sales data, and they see this sale oh, is sure. wrong. They can click on a little report link next to it, and that will flag that for admin to Bro, review. Bro, you're killing me because look what Lucas is showing us right now. I, I was well, garbage mail. Oh, yeah. yeah, bro. Garbage let's, garbage I mean, look, look at this beard. I'm obviously an '80s kid, <laughs> so I, I would get these mail, all I think the it time. Has a lot of upside, Lucas. I don't know about you, but it's not uh, quite hit its prime. But there are definitely some so oh some, uh, big nostalgia. Yeah. Okay, yeah, wait, Lucas, I, have... I gotta ask yeah, you, go Lucas, ahead. based on this comment. Based on mm-hmm. his comment, Lucas, he said it hasn't hit its prime. Do you agree? Especially, I agree as because it it has because when uh, when I first Even started out they as had a retailer, movie in the eighties, yes, because when I hit when I when I first started out as a retailer, you know the number one thing that people were asking for the new garbage pail kid Chrome cars. They wanted the yeah. they wanted the Chrome cars. They wanted the Sapphire kids. So people were all all over fire for that stuff. The problem with tops is. They couldn't provide enough product out there. Yeah. And then when you can't provide enough pro- product for it, people just forget about it and they just move on to the next thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's 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 all it is, man. Like, and yeah. then look, all garbage pill kids need to do is they need to have that one product. 
Yes. So they just need that one product, and the fire is going to sell all over again, right? Um, so, um, like, I'm keeping my eye eye out on. Um, I think it's Dynamite, or no, it might, or it might be Behemoth. Uh, they've got. I think new- I think it was Dynamite. They have a crossover coming up. Yes. Um, Mad Mad Pale. No, 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 yeah. Mad Balls, bro. Mad Balls, right? Yeah, Mad, Mad balls. balls, not my balls, folks. Mad <laughs> Balls. The other thing. Yeah, yeah, Mad <laughs> Balls, and and some of the covers look absolutely freaking gorgeous, man. Yes. They um, do. So don't let that pop off and then all of a sudden people are like oh man i remember this let me go ahead and grab some of these freaking cards so don't let that pass by man and and the great thing about some of those, gar- those garbage pail kids chromes is that you can still find some of those in target and walmart um because people saw them and they just didn't know really? what they were so they just, yeah, yeah lucas so. don't tell me that i just moved and, and this this community i'm at doesn't look like collectors so i might be able to actually finally has some success. <laughs> yeah, go to yeah, go to Target, go to Walmart. Always check the that little car collectible section. All right, and Guys, grab all that stuff up. I want to ask you both. So, what is the ideal time to hit a Target or a Walmart to pick up goodies? <laughs> In my experience, the morning if you can get there first thing has a better chance. But it seems like just randomness it works really well too. You just show up a lot, and it happens to have uh, someone just restocked it, but <clears throat> it. Uh, Mornings where I've had the most chances, but I've definitely had it happen in the afternoon or just randomly in the evening or something. So Wednesdays. I'm Wednesdays. sorry. We see people showing up. This is my family visiting for Fourth of July. We're about to start eating burgers and hot dogs and all that shit early. You know, us, us Latinos, we celebrate fast. <laughs> You're not gonna have any barbacoa or anything like that, man. Just gonna go straight for the hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, oh yeah, but no, no, I have two different types of grills, chitlins. I wish you were here because. You know, you could bring the tequila, but I'll feed you some Puerto Rican food, <laughs> all right? Huepa. You, you're not going to be saying orale. You're going to be saying huepa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not Even you too, JJ. You ever yeah. come all to right. the I got you. Message me the address, and I'll show up. He's going to knock in two minutes if I send him that address. <laughs> I'm not but, you know, the uh, – look, I mean, the, look, this website absolutely is fire right now. The only other – the only thing to fix maybe or that, that you guys should maybe think about is that hot comics joint. Yeah. Um, add a little filter so that it can be broken down in between Golden Age, Silver Age, and Modern. Okay. Um, and that's then, a good idea. That's this, – this, this is ridiculous, especially when you consider that it's – free right now or elements of that are free yeah like, bro that that, that free element um jj why did you do that honestly and and first and uh, before you even answer that just thank you for giving collectors an opportunity to you know to look into the things that they love and i have to pay a fee for at least to know value why yeah. did you do that uh I, I think it's i guess one one side is just sort of i think that the data is out there and people should be able to use it and shouldn't have to pay a bunch of money just to access some, some basic data. Obviously, I, I want the site to be able to, to make money and be able to make money doing it, but I don't need to try to, uh, I guess, make people pay a bunch of money just to access the data. Or see, most sites now, it's like, all right, you can search for five items and it's limited and then you only have to pay monthly or whatever. I was like, let's make the information as available as possible. And if people like it, they'll keep on coming back, and we'll make some money from the affiliate ads and make money from uh, people so, who want to subscribe and get extra. And it, it definitely covers the, the fees for the hosting, and it covers uh, makes a nice salary for me. So I think it's, I don't need to make as much money as possible off of this to try to, uh, so, I don't know. I'll, I got to ask you, JJ. I got to ask you, because above your right shoulder, I'm seeing a lunchbox. 
Yeah. Are we going to be getting some lunchbox values too? Because I know that <laughs> lunchboxes are going nuts too. Really? I've been to some I, conventions yeah. where like people are selling some old school lunchboxes for some crazy money. I'm oh, like, man. damn, like 18 ones and old school Spider-Man ones. And I mean, now for no 20 bucks, we're talking a hundred plus, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I think that, uh, we, we get people all the time ask about uh, different collectibles like Hot Wheels or coins or action yeah, figures. Yeah, bro. I used to be a big I, collector on Hot Wheels. Oh, yeah. you, see, you see my shows behind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think it's it's one that the as we've expanded into other collectibles, our technology works really well for all those. And I think that so far it's all been sort of like uh, nerd uh, collectibles, I guess you would say. But I think it could go to any sort of place. We have lots of people who want to do video game memorabilia and posters and are Action we gonna get some toys and... though? though? What do you think? think? Are we gonna get toys value soon or no? I I would love to do that. I think the the problem with that is just the sheer database size and the what uh, do you call it? Like how to identify each one? The nice thing uh, with all the ones we have so far is it sort of is a a little bit more of a finite database of like here's what this is called. Sports cards is a little bit different, but uh, there's sort of a certain number of items and they have names versus the uh, toys. It seems like it's much more of like a wild west of like, what do you call this version? Uh, and there might be all these different Chewbacca's and all these different Obi-Wan figures, whatever, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right. but they have different versions of them. So it can be hard. Like Hot Wheels is one that there's all these different variations. And the hard part is if there's not sort of an agreed upon naming convention, it can be really uh, hard when the sellers list it. You don't know what it is uh, initially. So, so now really we're using that photo search to search eBay and identify what the people have. Because oh, okay. so people don't know what it is when they're selling it. They don't know mm-hmm. which variant comic they have. So we'll actually use that photo search technology to say, okay, even though you didn't use the right name, the photo shows that it's this comic. We can so, identify it and mix it up with that comic. I got to ask, JJ, how important is naming convention then? So, you know, is that something that needs to be done in order to have kind of a solidified uh yeah markup or value to it well let me me i think it helped the market a lot with especially like comics i've seen that uh it it just seems like the when you have a name that says i don't know like uh red sonia uh b red sonia c red sonia d you have no idea (laughs) which one that is unless you happen like have memorized the that comic and you're an expert in it but i think having some sort of like a naming convention that you could just from the name have an idea like wait this is going to be Red Sonia, Smith, uh, Red and White, or something like that. Just yeah. like a, we try to do that when we add those to our site, is keep that naming short as possible and have it be unique, but identify sort of what it is. Like, generally the default is the artist who's who drew the cover, have that be the name of the variant, if possible. Okay. But then if it describes something like, all right, this is like the, the name of the artist, and it's Fortnite is like the sort of series or something like that, a Fortnite theme to it, we'll maybe list that as the name. But most of them, it is, it's really hard to, to know and if, unless you are like deep into that collectible to know what the names are. So I think that would definitely help for people who are just sort of getting into it. There's this huge learning curve to be like, what are these different variants? I don't even know what they're called. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, this is F. Okay, I guess everyone just knows this is called F. Uh, right. Well, and, I, I, I will. And I will F, it's not the F word, folks. Don't yeah, you get yeah, dirty yeah. now. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll give you some uh, some advice, man. If anybody says, "Hey, you need to put store variants in there," you tell them to f off. Why is that? I just Ooh. because because a lot of them, they, yeah, because they're not in the diamond system. Okay. They're not in mm. the. They're not in the uh, lunar system, which is the one for DC. Uh-huh. A lot of them don't have UPC codes. 
right? Ooh, um, yeah, they're they're just some of them are just made by whatever the artists, right? And they sell them on their site. That is not what we should uh, should be considered uh, care about. Like if hey, if there's some type of guy out there who loves those, that's that's fine. But you don't need to be bogging down your site, your beautiful site, <laughs> with some bullcrap that's out there that a retailer decided to do, man. Just Stay the course. You're doing freaking yeah. great, man. Well, I think um, that, oh, I'll say I think that awesome advice. I think that as some of those, we've already added some of those, but it becomes like this: like you have one issue that then has 50 variants, and it's sort yeah. of nice you can sort of tone this that down. Like, here's the one that actually matter, uh, and uh, right. instead of all those store ones. That... Yeah. So this is the uh, this right here, this book right here. This is the the previews Ooh. book. This is the diamond previews book, right? Mm -hmm. So the answer anytime somebody comes up to you and says hey we need to have you need to have this like hey was it in this diamond previews book if Good not idea. you tell them to, to back up because diamond can provide you or if, if you want just hit me up and i'll provide you the excel sheets awesome. of yeah. all the stuff that's Yo, jj in hit them up That'd be JJ, awesome. after this show down. don't you worry we're gonna have a, a green a green a green room moment after this because okay. you definitely gotta okay. share information because let me tell you, this is why I have Lucas on the team. He is amazing, especially when it comes to Austin and investment. And, I mean, not just in comics, but even in stocks. I mean, he was all over some other stuff. Uh, again, please be a fan of uh, Chug and Chat because you guys will make money. And I hope you could tip uh, the team via Super Chat because they're going to be giving you some Holy value. Crap. Look, 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 look at this other freaking piece of the site that I freaking love right here, man. This is the eBay, eBay deal scanner, right? Oh, yeah. what's right. this? Right. So yeah. if you're looking, if you're looking for deals, right, you look a little, spend a little bread, but you're like, eh, I don't, I'm not sure unless no. it's percent discount, right? So you can put in minimum savings, minimum sa percent savings. And this one, this one right here, it just popped in. Like, like Whoa. we were talking, it just literally popped in. So it gives you the cost normal cost, estimated value of that thing, and then this is what you're actually seeing if you go so and buy it. That's what he was doing when he was being quiet. He was putting up new stuff. Look at look at JJ working <laughs> at me. Yeah. But the only, like is, it, it, the only thing is... Yeah, the only thing is, it's, on, it's such a video game. popular one with, uh, with people that when it first was, like, uh, with video games, uh, and I was doing it just for myself. Uh, I would get all these, like, notifications on my desktop, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, but I couldn't act on all of them, so we sort of made it public, and now it's super popular with people to be uh, have these notifications set up. You can also, if you have an account, you can get emails about uh, ones that you have like on your wish list to be like, all right, I want to know when a good deal pops up on Super Mario uh, 64 or something like that. But but yeah, this right. one is just like a give me everything, which yeah. is a good deal. I, I, I know got Super it. Mario 64, so you know, you talk to me, I got something. Oh yeah, you can hook me up. But and I got the first Super Mario Party. I got the first Smash Brothers. All that stuff. This is amazing. It is. Yeah, I'm just gonna be clicking for the rest of the night trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. can... So no, right before a drunken chat, you know, that, no, no, that's what that's oh, yeah. the whole point because he's gonna be talking about this tonight at midnight. So JJ, I don't know where you're at, but it's gonna be midnight EST when he okay. goes on. But he's going to be, along with Mighty Mel V and everybody else, shout out to Mighty Mel, yo. I can't wait to reconnect, Mighty Mel. We're going to be the two loudest brothers on the internet, you know. <laughs> it's going to be insane uh, if, when, when it happens. And I can't wait. I just always have family or 
Meg is an old man, bro. You know, I have a couple of beers and a couple of blunts, and I want to go to bed. You know what I mean? But but I got to hang out with these cats. But these cats make it the business. JJ, I don't know if you ever seen Is Drunken Chat. No, but it's I'm a great I'm time. And it goes from midnight to God knows. There was even a time where I did a comic crusader con and Chitlin's finished an hour before the con. <laughs> so basically he had an empty bottle of tequila talking about, I'm here. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> bro, I'd be in bed. I don't know how you did this. But you yo, go God bless his stamina. Hey, talk, <laughs> hey yeah, look, if, if we're talking about cars or comics, I'm going to be there. Yes, <laughs> that's how much my love is, man. Look at it. Look at his room. It's sexy. He collects. He's a, he's a real person, and this is what I love. So JJ, just from an entrepreneurial perspective, especially yeah. with everything you've done thus far, you know, and trying to push the community, what type of advice do you have for people that are actually trying to be also entrepreneurs yeah. and trying to help uh, collectors, you know, find value in their products that they buy? Yeah, I think the some of the biggest ones is. A is I think to go into some market or something that you really enjoy is that all the ones that I've done have been markets that I like. And so it doesn't really feel like work most of the time. It's like, I want to just work on it and do stuff and I'm passionate about it. I think that then comes out in your product instead of me making a price guide for dolls. I wouldn't have liked that as much as uh, maybe there's tons of money in that, but I wouldn't have been passionate about it versus in collectibles or video games. I think that comes out to the users that you're into this and that, I'm using this myself every day. I get yes. price charting, uh, using it to buy stuff and to sell stuff. And I think that uh, makes a big difference when I'm using my product myself uh, instead of just making it for somebody else. I don't really Love know it. what they want. Uh, so I think that's helpful. And I think the other one is uh, is to keep on iterating and changing and talking to people that hearing and talking from you guys, what your feedback is, users telling me this thing is broken, it's wrong, is sometimes you have to have a thick skin to be like they're insulting, or not insulting, but telling you something that's wrong with what you've built. But is, that's the best way to improve it is they tell you something and, hey, I'm going to try to implement yeah. that and fix it and uh, make it better. And it's it's been 15 years since I've been doing this and Whoa. it's definitely changed a lot. But it's sort of that incremental keep on making and it. And that one gray hair on his head, folks. <laughs> there, there's a few over here if you can just get the lighting just right. <laughs> <laughs> he, that's why he left it dark, folks. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I no. think those are the biggest ones is keep on changing. It's You don't have to be like the product is finished. It's done. Keep on making it better and better, and at some point you find that people call it the product market fit. It matches what the people want, and people then come to the site and use it a bunch. And uh, I think it just—it doesn't always happen overnight to get to that point. You have to sort of no, keep on finding that thing that people want. Yo, brother, for real, you know you're an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, I love what you're doing. This is great. It's fun. Again, you're offering people an opportunity to you know go to a con be able to see what they're buying in advance, costs, especially when they're getting deals. Because I know I found many a deal, at least back in the day. I think Chitlin's going to test to this as a con goer. Um, you ain't finding deals anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Is very rough. Some people are actually <laughs> mad that I have price charting because they used to find all these deals and they knew what it all was worth. But they're mad that now everyone can know what it's worth. Don't be haters. I'll be fair. I'm, like, I'm sorry, but not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, bro, I got to ask before we go. What is the biggest collectible or the most dope collectible? Or rather, the one you value the most within your own collection? Um, let's see. Right now, uh, well, I guess so. of all time, I had 
a one point uh, Nintendo World Championship cartridge and Nintendo World Championship Gold uh, oh. cartridge next to each like together, uh, and that was really awesome to have both of those what? and uh, have a little, like a picture of me uh, having both of those. And I also had a uh, Nintendo Power Fest cartridge. Uh, oh my god! One, one of two Power in the world Fest? to have one. Uh, really? So that, that was really awesome. How uh, the hell did you get your hands on that? It's uh, it's quite the story. But yeah, this guy reached out to me after having price charting because I had bought Nintendo World Championship, and he uh, uh, was like, "I have this uh, item." Was I worked at uh, this convention back or this uh, competition back in the day, and I still have one of them. They're all supposed to be destroyed, but he had oh. one that was left, and he uh, wanted to sell it to me. So we we had to meet up and exchange cash and meet at a hotel room, and it was kind of a, ah, a, a crazy deal. In a hotel deal. room, I hope you didn't like naughty. Either, oh but, my uh, god. Yeah. But yeah, I got one. It was cool to to play it, and then we uh, we dumped the ROM so that everyone else can play it online as well, uh, so we don't sort of lose that history. So JJ, check this out. This is the only Super Nintendo game I still have in my hands, and I got a big shout out to my to my Bruno brother Daniel Black that he blessed me with this. So he got me a custom box. On that. Oh, sweet! And so, boom! Nice. Boom. How do you like I the uh, the spawn? Those are the pretty valuable ones. Are they actually? Uh, do you enjoy it? Is it a good good recreation love, of the comic? Uh, I, I, it's fun. And then I also have this. Oh, the Game Boy one. Yes, that's crazy. So I'm only missing the the PlayStation versions of Spawn games right now. Sweet. But yeah, when it comes to this, anything Spawn, um, even McFarlane knows that I've interviewed him a couple of times. I want everything Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dude, son. Yeah, I love I it. I think it's awesome when you're collecting to have that that focus. Like, here's the thing that I'm into. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, the whole world of collectibles. It's nice to go to like tone down. All right, I'm collecting NES games. I'm collecting Spawn stuff. Whatever. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. That I'm a video really game like. guy. I love video games, especially when it, when it comes to imports. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys on price charting, you know, also uh, manage import games? Especially yeah, yes, we'll Japanese do Japanese games. Yep, yeah, we'll do PAL and Japanese. Oh, uh, he goes PAL. Folks, for you guys that don't know, that's like the overseas joint. It won't work on your shit unless you have a PAL version. P A L. Yeah, yeah that, that goes with movies, games, and everything. That's some real oh, yeah. shit. All those European and Australian users who uh, wish their items would work everywhere, but <laughs> they have their own own region. Bro, I had to buy two Dreamcasts. When Dreamcast first came out, I I first bought the Japanese version. So I have the Japanese version, and I also have the American version. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want to play them all, they definitely, most of those don't get released everywhere. They're starting to have people who translate and release some, but they're still, if you want to have certain games. Can you tell me, JJ, though, wasn't, can you agree with me that Dreamcast was one of the most underrated systems to ever come out? I think I think it was great. I think the thing that did it in was the all the bootlegging. People could copy the games so easily that you'd buy them and they were all just fakes. I think Sega wasn't making any money on it, which users loved it. I, I mean, had some great Dreamcast games, but... had the first modem on the game system. Oh yeah, they were definitely I think ahead of their time really? with lots of that stuff. But I think just oh you didn't know that still is they had the first modem ever for you to be able to go online. I didn't even know what the, I didn't even know what the internet was back then. <laughs> oh shit, damn, bro! He's like, yeah, he's trying to sell off my kind. I say, ah, you mad, old son? <laughs> look, look, I mean, no, man. I, man. What's, we're losing shit, but it's, it, he'll talk about it in a minute. 
Yeah. But uh, when he no, I, I back, totally agree with you. I think Sega Dreamcast was way ahead. I think just Sega was not very good at marketing or something because they. I think that's exactly what the problem was. Is, was the marketing? Yeah. So, uh, before you go, I need to ask: What is your favorite game or comic of all time? My favorite game is Metroid Prime for GameCube. Uh, I was just super into that when it came out. Uh, I played straight on through it, and actually, kind of cool. My one of my uh, highlights of my life, I guess, is uh, I got my name in Nintendo Power. No, uh, you didn't. How? I was the like in the top five. They used to have this like try and beat a game or some sort of challenge to get your like who can do it the fastest or get the most points. And I was the thing like the fourth fastest clear of Metroid Prime. Oh uh, shit. So I got my name. I have it. Have it uh, if I could find it here in the office. Uh, I have it framed up. Uh, hey! I, now, but I have it framed up uh, where my name is in there. But that was sort of a highlight because uh, I, I loved Nintendo Power as a kid. But and Nintendo, Nintendo Power is still my favorite game. My brother, my neighbor used to get Nintendo Power. So, you know, uh, for some odd reason, the mailman would never put it in the mailbox. Uh-huh. So I would read it first, and they're like, "Yo, they put this, they, they put this in my mailbox by accident, kiddo." Uh, <laughs> you know what the hell is it all wrinkled for? Shut up! They, they put it in my mailbox. <laughs> I was a bad boy, JJ. Yeah. Uh, but, and then uh, uh, you asked about comic. All my favorite, uh, probably the first comic I ever read was Elf Quest. I uh, Elf- found oh. it at Barnes and Noble. Just randomly found their like manga section, comic section, and found Elf Quest, and I would just like walk to Barnes & Noble as, as a kid in the middle school and, like, read the comic all the time. JJ, not for nothing, but you would ever hardly find a kid that enjoyed ElfQuest. You could find teenagers that enjoyed that. But, you know, how old were you when you discovered it, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it probably would have been, like, middle school, I'm pretty sure. That was about the time I was okay. walking to uh, Barnes & Noble near our house all the time. And it was sort of been yeah, around that age, like, I guess, 13, 12. Uh, so you were, the, were you the norm of the Barnes & Noble? JJ! Yeah. <laughs> I think I was the one that they wanted to kick out because I'd be sitting in the <laughs> in the aisle reading the magazine, never actually bought it. Stop reading our shit, bro. Buy yeah, it. Like, yep. But I, I, I would. Have, yeah, I think every, Lucas every is day. guilty of that because he laughs. Oh yeah. No, because sure. no, that was a no, that was a thing back in the day, right? You would yeah. freaking <laughs> you would go in, you buy me, you buy maybe like a cup of coffee or something like that, and you fucking run over, you just fucking take a magazine, you just sit down for like hours and hours, <laughs> oh, just go yeah. through the whole fucking shit. Right? <laughs> My boy, Charlotte Hans. Shout out to my boy Hans. He did the same ass thing in New York. He he said like, "Yo, you ever read this graphic novel?" I said, "You bought it?" He goes, "No, bro. I just you know I'm chilling at Barnes and Noble right now." Like, and and I, you know, chillings. You're talking about he's sitting down. No, he's sitting in the aisles reading these yeah, joints. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would definitely make yeah, people walk like, over uh, me and step step over me while I'm reading. He'd be like, "Come on, like, yeah. like excuse you, you mother." Yeah. <laughs> you know what this I mean? Is my I love section. it. Come on, I love it. So, JJ, just in a, from an entrepreneurial perspective, you know, seeing what you've done, which kudos to you and your team Thank to you. create such an amazing website, you know, that allows us an opportunity to find value in the things that we love. You know, any advice on people trying to even step into the game like this? Like, you know, do you have any advice for just someone wanting to create a new business? Uh, yeah, beyond the, just the finding something you're passionate about and uh, listen to the customers and keep on changing. I think that uh, uh, that sort of is, is the, the biggest advice. I think that in terms of the comics and in terms of like a collectibles world and business, uh, uh, I, I'm not sure. I think a lot of people get into it as like the, the reselling thing is they're already into the collectible and they're buying a bunch of uh, the comics or the games for themselves. 
is it's pretty easy to then translate that into, yeah, I'm going to buy extra stuff and then keep the ones I want and then maybe sell off others and sort of sort of mm. get into that reselling business uh, pretty easily. So I think that's probably the, the easiest in terms of an entrepreneur to sort of get in their feet wet. Uh, Love it. So Chitlins, you know, I want to leave you with the last question because I asked you to come on because this is the stuff that's right up your alley. So ask whatever questions you got right now, kiddo, because, you know, you're amazing at what you do too with this drunken chat things you've done on Comic Crew, No Prize Podcast, and more. So, you know, I'll let you close the show, kiddo. Right. Yeah, so there's, I guess it's a two-part question. Like, what is the future for Price Go Charting? Or are you marching toward trying to get more venture funding to make it even bigger and expand it? Like, what's the future for you guys? Yeah. Uh, right now, we we have not gotten any sort of venture funding. It's just been internal. We're just uh, funding it ourselves. But I think that I'm pretty happy with where it is and the quality of life that I have and how much money it's making that I want to expand it, but I'm not going to just try and get a bunch of venture capital and try to I don't know, fleece users and make as much as possible. So it, right at this point, it's just keep on doing what we're doing and maybe expand into some other collectibles. I think always improve like, okay, comics is pretty new. How can we improve the pricing and improve the data for people? But it's sort of every day, keep on making little adjustments and little improvements and maybe add some other, maybe you add Funko Pop figures or maybe add Hot Wheels. Who knows what the next collectible will be, but try to add yeah, in stay, some new, stay away from NFTs. new collectibles to the site as well. <laughs> stay away from NFTs. <laughs> Bro, uh, you know, it's funny you say that, Chillins, because today I was getting a couple of emails about NFTs, and I was like, nah, I can't share this anymore. Something's really off about this, and I've seen a lot of people getting uh, really messed That's up over. about this. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, nah, I can't keep supporting this anymore. It sounded like a good idea at first, but the more you look into it, it's like, ah, uh, nah, it really is. It. It's yeah. very fake. I, you know what? I want to hold something like this. Like, I'm holding my I phone. Agree. Like, I hold the comic book. Like, look at this beautiful baby right here. Chillings don't get wet by me. The first George <laughs> Perez work at Marvel is in this book. I mean, and you know, he passed away, but this is the first appearance of Deadlocks. This is the first George Perez, too, right here, baby. Is it? Damn. Awesome. It is. This is the first. This is what people don't talk about, Chillins. You need to talk about this tonight. This is the, the first, first Deathlock? Perez. This, the first appearance of Deathlock is also the first George Perez work at Marvel. Well, you know, uh, between me and Ultra, we've been pushing that stuff, right? Because all of a sudden, Deathlock has been showing up in a lot of Marvel. Um, hey, man, he's a Savage Avengers, man. I love my Conan. And now you got Deathlock going after Conan. Inside well, Conan, with Avengers. So Conan, so unfortunately, uh, Marvel that lost That version of Conan. Conan. Yeah, they no, lost no. Mar- Wait, wait, wait. Ch- before you go on, let me yeah, correct yeah. that. Let me correct that. The Savage Avengers version of Conan is not the same version of Robert E. Howard's Conan. So therefore, they are allowed to use Conan and Savage, but they can no longer produce anything Conan strictly titled anymore. Because they're not fitting the narrative of what the Conan stories were. And this okay. is why now Titan Comics has access to Conan. And Ablaze has it via the Sumerian. Right, but nobody's reading Titan Comics. Except for maybe Doctor Who. So You know <laughs> what, though? I, I think that if, if they do the route of a Dark Horse Comics and how they in, they did uh, the Conan, which is actually in a very um, straightforward storytelling that had no skips... You know, it was like, okay, because Robert E. Howard, you know, he would go between the past, present, and future. 
Dark Horse presented it as, you know, straightforward. This is this is the, the line. If Titan follows that route, I think they would be successful. I understand you, Chitlins. It's a UK um, brand. You know, to hit in the States is going to be hard, even if they have a big title like a Conan, you know, behind them. It may be difficult but, to navigate, but if they have great creative teams, I think they could find some great success. Right. In my opinion. Well, well I mean, it could, it could be interesting, right? So um, people aren't tracking the fact what's going on with Doctor Who. Um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, the, the, the guy, the guy, the current director of Doctor Who, he had signed on for like a five or six year deal. And you say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this for you guy, guys. But at the end of that, I get to take the production of it to any other studio that I want. You'll still Ooh. get BBC, you'll still get a license, but I want to take it to anywhere I want. So he's he's trying to move it slowly over to this i forget the name of the the new one and that'll be great right he can make bigger a bigger budget can doctor who with people like like uh the this past season was ridiculously and freaking stupid like you have people that were supposed <laughs> to be like rosa parks and martin luther king and malcolm x and they look nothing like him, right so yeah. that means that they, they they need they need some fun you know martin luther king apparently look like me and i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah like, what martin luther mega yeah 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 i was like what are they doing and as soon as martin luther the king said orderly i was like oh no I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my god we had a mexican king bro don't fuck with me bro i gotta watch this episode yeah man like rosa parts looked like she was a cuban i, I don't know what was going what on, yeah man what's that word Oh my God! They have a certain word that that, that they use all the time because I have Cuban family, and it cracks me up because right. we're often the Caribbean. Right. So it's like, but it but but the main point is when you get to like if that goes along the thing because you know that director yes also has a lot of input in the comics. If you were bringing Conan over to Titan, um, you could we could see more Conan stuff in in Amigo. Like he said, oh, you're playing with. With Conan over there, well, give me some of that, and, let, and, let, and let's talk and let's play, and and that's that's what was happening before when a lot of the uh, movie movies uh, movie production companies could borrow a lot of money for very very cheap. But now, you know, even Netflix was you know kicking a lot of people out and firing a lot of people because they just ran out of freaking a lot of venture capital. So it freaking sucks, man. But we'll, we'll see what's going on with all that. Excellent, man. and that's what we got to do with that. So JJ, <laughs> let me thank you again. You know, because I know you're a busy man, yo, that got so much stuff ahead of him. Um, But before we go, uh, I really can't see the lunchbox. Uh, I'm, like, addicted on this lunchbox. What is that? Mario Brothers. Or is that the... the uh... It is? Oh, look at that. (laughs) The Nintendo Power. How cool is that, yo? Bring that up on screen again. Where were we at? Where were we at? There we go. There we go. Oh, man. Dope, 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 dope. Yeah, Did you get sweet. that as a kiddo? No. Uh, someone, uh, when I was buying like a bunch of game lots from people, someone just threw it in there for free. Uh, which is Oh, awesome. really? Yeah. I bought a bunch of, I think it was Super Nintendo games, and this one was thrown in there. Look at that. Look at that, yeah. folks. I, was, I wasn't that cool as a kid. I did not have. A, <laughs> I would not have had a cool lunchbox like that. Awesome. Maybe we want to go play Super Mario right now, man. Chitlins, <laughs> I suggest you do that while while Al Mega picks up some weed. Um, so with that, um, yo JJ, thank you so much. I appreciate you your time. I appreciate what you're doing with the website. This is amazing. 
Uh, Chitlins, do you have any other questions before we go? No, that's it, man. Freaking, you know, I'm, I'm going to click around a little bit more, then maybe we can get up with you uh, in the next couple of weeks, man, to re keep yeah. talking about this. On this drunken chat, yo, because they need to see what you're doing. But they, these are the people yeah. that love this type of stuff. So Definitely, with that, uh, you know, know, and talking, talking about... Well, talking about this drunken chat, everybody, tune in tonight at midnight. You're going to see not just Chitlins, but Mighty Mel V and the rest of the crew. Like, awesome sauce. You want to some greatness. Yeah, yeah. Blind Adam. Wepa. Hopefully Real he's bits. Yes, sir. He's <laughs> um, you know, let's go with that. But, of course, please check out everything. ComicCrusaders.com, UndercoverCapes.com. Follow us on the socials. Follow Chitlins. You're like, yo, please, again, it's drunken chat. is a dope show. Every Friday night. No, so get your drinks ready because you're about to have a hell of a night. <laughs> All right. And so with that, again, thank you, JJ. Thank you, Lucas, my partner, my brother from another mother for hanging out with me today. With that, hasta la próxima, mi gente. We love you, Economy. So thank you so much for the support, yo, for real. We appreciate the hell out of you. Mucho amor. Sounding like Huerta Mercado. Hasta la próxima. Later. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 